0: everybody, my fellow humans, and welcome back to Natter the Zillennial Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie, and today I'm going to be talking about television shows because I like stories, I like theater, I like plays, I like movies, I like all of that stuff just because I like stories. So today I want to talk about two stories that I have very near and dear to my heart. So spoilers up ahead for Game of Thrones obviously the TV show, not the books. I haven't read those. And also For You, which is a Netflix show. Okay, so let's start with Game of Thrones. First off, I did not watch it in real time as it was on TV. Uh, a couple of reasons for that. One, I was just... I was a lot younger when it came out because it was like a decade on TV, right? So I was... know early teens when it started and I just had other things to do than watch very long TV episodes week after week and so it wasn't really on my radar I always thought it was cool that there was like dragons and stuff in it but I also wasn't super into fantasy at the time so yeah just didn't watch it Um, I also found out um, of course when it ended that everyone hated the ending absolutely loathed it and all this stuff and so I was like okay well why why am I ever gonna watch the show then if the ending sucks and it it'll just take forever to watch I'll never see it but that's fine and I didn't care too much um until I was back in Saskatchewan visiting with my dad and he started talking about it because he'd watched it and apparently everyone at his work was like yeah this is a great show and they were super into it and it was like a big work bonding thing for him and his coworkers. <laughs> and he was really surprised I hadn't seen it because he just said it would it seemed like a kind of show that I would like because there were a lot of there was this really good story and it was it is fantasy so it um You know, it had a good balance of like magic and realism and all that stuff. And so he's like, hey, do you want to watch an episode? And I said, sure, knowing not much about it, except that there's some kind of incest involved. There are dragons somewhere down the line and there's a lot of episodes. (laughs) That's all I knew about it. So we watched one episode together and it was fantastic. Obviously, everyone who's seen the show thinks that the first season is, great. Maybe not the best season, but it's still good. Whatever. Um, I do have to say though, that was hella awkward to watch that episode with my dad. (laughs) Um, yeah, there's just a, a lot of very graphic sex scenes and I mean, graphic violence scenes, we watch zombie movies and all that shit together anyway, but like the graphic sex scenes was very awkward for me. Um, me and my parents, we do not have the kind of relationship where we just Like, we talk about life and, like, how things are going and everything, but we're not the kind that are, like, watching Game of Thrones together, I guess, at the very least. Yeah. So that was very awkward. It reminded me of the time that my dad and I watched Monty Python's Meaning of Life together. Great movie. Also great movie, but just... I was also a lot younger when I watched that. I think I was, like, 12 when I watched that with him. Again, some awkward sex scenes that I was like, you know what? This is kind of... This is weird. (laughs) But... Anyway, so my dad and I watched this show. It was fantastic. I did love it. Um, I found all of the characters really compelling, and this is after only one episode. So I came back to Edmonton, and I was talking with Declan. I'm like, you know, I really want to continue watching this because one episode was really good. So we watched a couple together, and we fell in love with it. We became super invested, and we decided, okay, we're going to commit to watching the whole thing. This was in... Early summer, a couple years ago, I guess. And we finished watching it um, sometime in the late fall. I think there's snow on the ground because, you know, there's like 10 seasons or nine seasons and the episodes are really long and there's lots of episodes and all that crap. So it took a while and I don't know how I managed to do it, but I managed to avoid spoilers for like a decade. The, the show ended and I, I didn't even know, I didn't know anything about it except people hated it. <laughs> I didn't, I'm yeah. Um, my mom even had, uh, recorded on the TV. Uh, it's like a behind the scenes thing, like the making of the final season. So I'd watched that. And so there was like one, I guess kind of big spoiler in that one, but still like all of the names were very foreign to me when I watched this and you know, there's a lot of guys with beards and stuff, so they kind of all just blended into one another. Their names all sounded very unrecognizable and unmemorable to me for that reason. So yeah, I, I watched this behind-the-scenes thing, and it was really cool, and that also was another reason I wanted to watch it, but it didn't spoil too much for me. So we watched this whole se- uh, the whole series, and I just loved it so much. And then we got to the last season. So I'm going to talk about how the last season went, and then... I'm gonna say something really controversial here. The last season isn't as bad as people say it is. okay, but th- this is why I think so. So everybody else watched this show um, falling in love with the characters for nearly a decade. That is so much time to become emotionally invested in things and dig into it and care about the characters and like feel like you have a personal connection to the story, right? Declan and I watched it in a matter of months. So we didn't have that emotional attachment. Like, I definitely did because I was absolutely obsessed with it. Like, I dyed my hair blonde, like, (laughs) because such a fucking nerd. But, like, I did that, right? I dyed my hair blonde. So I'm like, I'm going to be like the Mother of Dragons because... You know, who doesn't want to feel powerful like her sometimes? Um, Yeah, so I was very obsessed with the show, and I loved it, but I obviously couldn't be as emotionally attached to it as someone who had watched it for a full decade. So there's that. But also, I think that the sudden shock that uh, the finale gave people blinded them from what, what it actually was. And what I mean by that is I heard before I'd seen the last season that the last season was awful so I wasn't expecting a lot I was actually expecting far worse and for that reason when I watched it and it was just kind of like a whatever season of of television I was like oh okay, that wasn't completely awful. Now, if you were watching it for a decade and you suddenly got to this season and, yeah, the everything about it, not everything, but a lot of things about it are subpar, are not as good as they were in past seasons, of course, you're going to be way more disappointed. So I was going into it with the bar super, super low, and I actually could have raised my bar higher. Everybody else who watched it during had their bar super high and you know, it it fell to the ground when they watched it. So that's, um, why I understand why people felt so betrayed. But here's my thing. The writing, yes, was shitty. The setting though, and all of that was amazing. Um, by the time I watched it they had cgi'd out all of the like starbucks coffee cups and stuff that had been accidentally left behind and like you look at the sets and they're just amazing and the actors for what they were given did an absolutely phenomenal job like amelia clark in the last few uh episodes was like on a complete green screen the whole time she had like no lines she just had to make the facial expressions that she needed to do. And I think for what she was given in a script, she did an amazing job. All of the actors did a fantastic job. The writing. Yeah. Totally, totally went downhill. They rushed everything. Things just didn't make sense. Like, why the hell did John and Danny just fall in love on a boat all of a sudden? He's suddenly calling her Danny when nobody does, except for, like, her dead brother did a decade ago. Like, all of that shit just, like, it was so fast and it didn't make sense. And I get why people hated that so much. But here is why I don't think it's as awful as people think, because actors still did a great job the set like it was still beautiful to look at like for the most part and um the the last reason is that the characters still ended up in places that made sense. Now hear me out. A lot of people hated Sansa's story arc. And the way I saw it though was that she went from being um I guess your stereotypical princess all she wanted to do was Um, marry a prince and become the queen and live life in La La Land with, um, I don't know, birds and fairies and pretty fabrics and cake and, you know, all the things that queens get to have. That's all she wanted from her life. She was a slow learner. As she grew up, she went through awful, awful things, but she learned from those mistakes and she learned to stop giving people chances when they didn't need them and she learned how to be a strong ruler by the end of it she was able to negotiate freedom for the north um, and retake the throne uh therefore leading her family back to greatness in their homeland like woo, that's awesome and i it, it makes sense that sansa did that i can see that she was kind of boring in the approach they took to get it but it made sense that she ended up there bran on the iron throne Oh, okay yeah um <laughs> i hated Bran. oh my god he was like even when the the show was good i fucking hated him because he was so boring he was just mean to everybody he was so unappreciative and then he became the three-eyed raven and he just talked like this and he was supposed to be wise but he had no humor and he barely blinked and he didn't care about anything anymore and it was just really so it was so boring and I was like can we just kill him off already so Bran ends up on the Iron Throne I hated that however I think that a lot of that was a personal thing I had against the character like if they'd had him act out bran in a different way the entire series i think it would have i would have been more happy about it having said that though i think it makes sense that bran ended up on the iron throne because yeah he can literally see everything and that might be a good thing to have in a leader after the whole world has imploded right Um, john ending up in uh, beyond the wall well yeah obviously the first woman he fell in love with was from there and he never fit in among any of the people south of the wall ever he never wanted any of the responsibilities thrust upon him he did his best to lead people he felt like he let them down and the people he had the most in common with were the free folk why would he not leave he'd never wanted power he absolutely never wanted it so like yeah it makes sense that he went away um other things. Uh, the way the mountain died, that was cool and, like, made sense. Like, you know, a brotherly fight. Yeah, that that makes sense. I liked that. Um, Arya killing the Night King. Apart from all that prophecy stuff that, you know, the writers totally forgot about, if they hadn't included um, the whole prophecy about Azorakai or whatever his name is supposed to be, I think it would have made total sense for her to do that because uh, what else would all of that training have been for somebody had to do it. And in hand-to-hand combat, obviously nobody's going to beat that dude. So it would have taken somebody who was good in combat and also trained in the ways of, I guess, mentally beating your opponent as well. And Aria was, she didn't use any of the, the face stuff. Like she used it once when she actually left, uh, Bravo's, which is kind of disappointing, but I thought it made sense that she lived and went on to see the world and she killed, uh, yeah, the Night King and all of that stuff. That made sense to me. Oh God, who else is there? There's so many characters in this show. Uh, Cersei and Jaime, people hated that they just died, crushed to death in the castle, but I think it's kind of cool. It was kind of symbolic. I thought it would have been better if like Danny and Cersei had had like a standoff. But the fact that the whole, the Red Keep fell on Cersei and Jaime, killing them. It's like their, their own kingdom they were trying to build. This thing that they were going for this whole time. The symbol of that. It's literal downfall meant their death. I think that's cool. And maybe I'm reaching for that metaphor. Maybe that is totally not what the writers were going for. And I'm reaching to try to find something to salvage because again, the writing was awful, but you know, I I think that wasn't the worst thing ever. And I thought it was cool to see Cersei finally being weak because you don't see a lot of that in the show. Finally seeing her turn human and seeing that her own death is the only thing that can do it. I liked that Ah uh, yeah, now for Daenerys. Oh yeah, they did her dirty, didn't they? Um it makes sense that Daenerys would go crazy. Why? Because we've heard from the very beginning that the Targaryens are either Yeah, they're they're either completely crazy or they're completely not. And she tried her whole character arc to not be crazy. She always had moments of being super cold-hearted, um, and she had her moments of showing mercy. And after all of the loss that she went through—losing uh, Sir Jorah and losing Missandei, like to her two closest friends through it all—and she lost her first husband and all of these things. Like they all, they all add up together obviously like she's a human being and she lost her dragons and all that crap so of course this lady's heartbroken what they didn't do in the story that I think would have made it better is they just didn't give her enough screen time um showing her descent into madness because I think yeah after losing that much stuff after having the blood of the mad king in her veins already because her dad was crazy right like it makes sense that she would lose her mind also but they just didn't give her enough time to do it i thought it was it was awful but also i mean the game of thrones kills everybody and turns everybody into the villain almost so i wasn't that surprised that it happened to her i would have loved for it not to have but it did and you know what, whatever, (laughs) it's fine, it's fine. There were reasons that they went in that direction. And I think if they just, yeah, if they had just given us more, given Daenerys more screen time, more time for us to see her going crazy, it would have been fine. But they just made that mistake of not giving us the time. There could have been some really rich scenes of Tyrion trying to get Daenerys back into sanity. Like, because, because, yeah he's just such a smart dude and they have such a cool relationship like Tyrion could have could have done something maybe he could have been the one to push her over the edge accidentally or maybe he could have slightly brought her back and then it would have been like the real crushing blow when she loses it after all you know like they could have done that and they didn't that's a bummer super glad that um Brienne and Tyrion lived to the end because everybody's rooting for them the whole time um brienne is by far god she's like the only noble character in the story like she seriously only wants what's best for the people she's protecting and the fact that she just yeah she just does her damn best the whole time god i love her i love her so much so yeah i think that and i apologize for anyone who hasn't seen game of thrones who doesn't care about spoilers who just listen to all that and they're like who the hell are all these people and that's what i mean by all the names just kind of blended together when i hadn't seen it yet and i watched that behind the scenes things like there's so many characters and so many names so, like sorry if you listen to all of that but <laughs> thank you for hanging on um maybe go watch the show because i do think it's worth your time i think it's sad that um it's understandable that the hopes were so high for the finale i think it's sad that because the finale was so bad we've erased game of thrones from our consciousness because it has not been long since it ended and people don't talk about it anymore which is a super huge bummer but i think it's it's a good lesson for future uh film makers to always make sure that they give their characters maybe not a good ending but a just ending in that they're given, you know, enough time to make it make sense. Uh, yeah, I do have to say that one moment that was the most triumphant for me watching Game of Thrones was when Jamie and Brienne get caught by the gang. I forget what, what they're even called. Again, too many people. But when they get caught and um, they have to punish Jamie and they cut off his hand, I was cheering my butt off because... The whole time, like up until then, Jamie's like the biggest asshole on the planet, right? Like he's fucking a sister and he had children with his sister, like ew, gross. And also he just thinks he's the best and he's not and he sucks and he's rude to everybody and just wants to buy his way out of things and he's awful. We hate him. The whole time, for no reason, I was just, I was saying snarky comments to Declan just like, ugh, they should just cut off his hands already because then he'd be a useless knight and that would be really just desserts I think you know just stupid things like that so I kept saying oh just cut off his hands which is a weirdly specific thing I've never thought that about any character before maybe I had seen some kind of meme about it online and that's what like I'd made a subconscious mental connection between losing his hands and that character I don't know what it was but anyway when they chopped off his hand I was like oh my god and I was really stoked about that so um Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself for that one. Oh, God, what else do I have to say? I'm really stoked about how they made the dragons look because I think there's a real fine line between making dragons in any um, piece of uh, art or in, like, film. There's that fine line between making them look too, like, snake-like and kind of wimpy, slimy things and making them kind of look like a giant tank or bolder just indestructible thing like you have to have the good balance like this is an animal that's alive but it is also very fearsome and we don't like in the real world we don't have anything that really looks too much like that like we've got lizards but like a bearded dragon isn't a very good model for a real dragon (laughs) I guess is what I'm saying um it's kind of like the Harry Potter dragons some of them were kind of just too be looking and i get that they're mythical creatures so you can make them look like anything but i feel like game of thrones they did a good job in designing um, the dragons as characters that would exist in that world because they could have just done it wrong and it would have been like the sonic the hedgehog movie where you know the fans have to say whoa go back redesign it then give us the product because we don't want to look at it if it looks that weird like that could have happened and it didn't so like kudos to the team uh god yeah i just i love game of thrones i want to rewatch it but i also i, I need to see where a logical stopping point would be before the finale because i've seen it i don't think it's as bad as people said it was but i didn't like that doesn't mean i want to watch it again because it is subpar like it it kind of just reaches uh i don't know uh, uh what, what's that tv show about the is there a tv show called merlin I feel like there's one called Merlin and it's about like a wizard dude uh, I never watched it but the animation from it just kind of made it look like a low budget whatever thing go ahead and come at me if that's not true like let me know <laughs> but uh yeah I, I feel like the last season could have just kind of been slipped into that tv show you know just like here's some fantasy that doesn't really make sense but it's enjoyable because it looks cool you know so I don't want to watch it again So I need to find a logical stopping point um, before I get to that awful ending so I can watch all the good stuff that I really like. And yeah, I think Game of Thrones is really nice because it isn't your stereotypical fantasy where all that matters is the magic, Realism is extremely important, like the way people are taxed and their political systems and all that actually matters. It's not just, oh, the king is good or the king is bad. We make them fall like the the outcome of people's actions um, and the consequences of overthrowing government and all that matter. And it's very nice to actually have the same amount of women and men on screen, because, of course, all these things that are based in medieval times are always like, oh, well, the women are in the castle, so therefore you won't see them ever. It's like, well, that's not fucking true. You know, in real in the real world, there were like freaking huge, I almost said circus, but like huge, um, like traveling brothels that would travel along with armies because men couldn't do shit without without women around so like women were always around in the real world so it makes sense that we finally have a fantasy show based in that that has all of that stuff yeah a lot of it might just be because of sex but (laughs) i think they were still there and and yeah the women in the show also they gain power and lose power the same way the men do and they yeah it's just it's so much more realistic than so much of the other stuff I've seen and like Lord of the Rings is great because it's it's like it's its own thing and it's fantastic and I love that it shows like brotherly affection and men are allowed to be affectionate towards each other but it's got like what two female characters in it which is not very realistic there's in the real world there are women who want to go on adventures too and are ingenious and very useful to your quest right right so game of thrones did that fantastic it's awesome obviously doesn't start out that way but it gets that way and that's that's character growth and it's a beautiful thing to behold okay yeah i'm gonna start stop talking about that show now because if anybody's listening and they don't know it they're gonna be like what the fuck um, so we're going to switch gears, and we're going to go to a ne- Netflix show. And this one is called *You*. Uh, it's also a very popular show, obviously not nearly on par with *Game of Thrones* because it's just not. But it's it's a soapy show, like it's it's kind of like a like *Pretty Little Liars* level of soapiness. But there's just something about it that makes it not as Cringy. It's cringy in a completely different way. So You is about this guy named Joe who is a serial killer because he gets obsessed with his girlfriends and just has to do everything possible to make their lives perfect. And of course, you know, like, killing your girlfriend's best friend isn't a good idea. Um, but in Joe's mind, it might be if, uh, if the friend is too possessive of his girlfriend. You know, like, weird shit like that. So <laughs> I've seen this show twice all the way through. Um once I watched it alone and the second time I watched it mostly alone Declan would just kind of be in the same room with me doing his own thing but he actually just started watching it. Just totally unprompted by me and I am so happy <laughs> because the first season I think is like it's a good thing to just watch and you know, not get much out of it, but I really love the second season. So I'm just really excited that Declan's watching it now. And (laughs) it's, it's fun. It's nice because Joe is not a character that you're supposed to like, but somehow you end up rooting for him because the people around him are, are good people. You don't want anything to happen to them. So in a weird way, you want Joe to succeed because if he doesn't, the lives of all these good people around him are going to be super fucked up. But at the same time, you hate him because you see all these other characters who also have like their own backstory. They did a really good job at giving all the characters like their own stories going on at the same time. So you do care about them and you know that they could just, they could just ditch Joe and live their own life because you know what's going on in their life. Like they could go do that other thing, but for some reason, like he just keeps them in his web. And 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 yeah, it's just it's a very entertaining show. So me, like, I, I think I talked about how my sister and my mom are really into like true crime and all that stuff. Um, I am, but not too. I don't know. Like I, I'm, I have that morbid fascination with serial killers and all that stuff. But I just don't think I can take as much of it as other people. So for me watching a show like you where they show pretty graphic, violent things that are pretty awful, but it, it is leveled off with this slight level of soapiness. The soapiness kind of cleans it off a bit, <laughs> you know? It makes it a little bit more palatable. Um, so I, I can watch more of it and enjoy it a lot more. And the other great thing about it is that, you know, in a lot of soapy shows, like, the characters are all the same. They all react the same way. Things are always super dramatic. But the show isn't like this. Isn't like that, I should say. They make the characters different from one another uh the female lead in the first season versus the second season they're both great leads they're very rounded out characters who have their own motivation and everything but they're very very different from one another they're confident in different things and um insecure about other things and it's it's very nice to see worlds that are completely different also the first season takes place in new york and the second season takes place in California which is really cool because I have this thing about how New York and California are both very they're both places where things happen people are open-minded and there's art and there's music and there's film and there's big business and there's like industry and all of this stuff and like people are pretty um I guess both of them are like democratic places, but they go about it in completely different ways. And that's how the seasons work as well. So unfortunately, I can't talk as much about that show because Declan's still watching it. So if he listens to this and then he hears a spoiler, he's going to be really pissed off at me. Actually, he probably won't be. I care about spoilers more than he does. But (laughs) if you're listening, Declan, I won't spoil anything for you. Um, or anybody else who wants to watch the show. I'll just say, yeah, there's different leads and there's different places. Uh, Yeah, so that's my take on a couple shows that are or slash were pretty popular recently just because they've been on my brain and I wanted to talk about them. So cool. If you have seen these shows and you have thoughts, please let me know about that. If you haven't seen them, Give them a watch. And if you have no interest in doing that, well, at least you have a slight idea about them now in case somebody starts talking about one of them at your next online dinner party. You don't want to be stuck on the Zoom chat being the only one not talking because you haven't seen Game of Thrones, you know? So (laughs) you're welcome if that's what you needed. You know, just a few talking points. You can take all my arguments. I don't care. Uh, I hope it helps. (laughs) All right, everybody, have a great week. I'll be with you next week for something new. I don't know. There will be another episode. Uh, Yeah. Go pet a dog. Go play in the snow. Go have a good week. See you next time.